Hi, everyone, and welcome once again to a Hyperspace Broadcast mini-sode, an episode where instead of discussing something that aired on Toonami, we discuss something sort of similar to what might have aired on Toonami in an alternate timeline where things weren't absolutely terrible. I'm Michael Doak. And I'm Peter Eby. And this week we are discussing Memories, the 1995 uh, anime anthology based on stories written by Katsuhiro Otomo. Um, there are a variety of directors and screenwriters for these different shorts, but basically it's another classic. Uh, we have three shorts that we're going to talk about, and they're all pretty interesting, uh, sort of different genres, different styles. You know, it's yeah. an anthology. That's pretty much what they are. So yeah. let's just get right into it. Uh, the first short is Magnetic Rose, directed by Koji Morimoto, animated by Studio 4C, and the script was written by Satoshi Kon, although it's based on a story by Katsuhiro Otomo. The premise of this is that there is the crew of a space salvage ship, so kind of like uh, Planet or Planete. I'm not sure how that name is supposed to be pronounced. But anyway, they come across a distress signal and sort of navigate this field of uh, drifting hulks and find this station and go in to explore it. And it's sort of a haunted house in space to some yeah. extent where they uh, yeah, they find like this place haunted by the memories of this former opera singer. What did you think about this short, Peter? Oh, I loved it. This is like, what a way to kick off this whole thing. I was watching this and I was like, you know what? Okay, we've we watched a couple compilation things, you know, whether it's like heavy metal or the compilation movies based off of Western media, like uh, the Halo Legends and um, Batman The Dark Knight, I think it was called. Yeah, something um, like that. Which which th those heavy metal I kind of liked, but like the other ones is like, eh, I'm a little whatever on. We put this one on and immediately in the beginning you, they like they're like tooling with this uh this satellite and then they they bail out and leave the satellite and then this like flash happens and it like the satellite disintegrates and gets sucked into like this black hole and then the logo appears for uh for magnetic rose and when i saw that i was just like and the animation is just spectacular and i saw that yeah. it's just like i was like Holy shit, yes. Yeah, <laughs> like, absolutely. The animation and all of these is really stellar. I mean, that's yeah. not much of a surprise, to be honest. Sure. But like yeah. this one in particular, it's beautiful because it's very technical. It's kind of a it's a very hard sci-fi version of space. Yeah. And so they're all kind of floating around in the bridge of this spaceship and it's very cramped and cluttered. <laughs> and it just it looks very nice. And it's also the kind of thing that it's like, oh yeah, like animation can do this and there's not really much of a problem like you can animate right. characters walking around on the ceiling and you don't have to figure out how to do that you know yeah yeah uh so or, it looks really I mean, cool. you kind of do have to figure out how to do that i guess it, no you're right I, I see what you mean it's not like in live action you have to like completely make a rig and all this crazy shit to do that yeah, or, or composite multiple tricks. shots together or whatever yeah. like you know, I mean, obviously, there's still skill and technical ability involved, you know, right. no no question there. It's just if if you're animating it, you can draw kind of whatever you want. Uh, that is more limited in live action, obviously. And this this one has such like a, a cool variety of scenes because you see it in space and you're like, OK, I get it. This is going to be like a space thing. They're, they're space junk boys. They're going to go like collect junk and stuff. And then they like walk into this to this ship and it's just this like beautiful like lavish 
um, like marble floors and like mm-hmm. absolutely mm-hmm. beautiful like mansion insides. And you're just like, holy shit. Like, and, and they say, like, they say themselves, it's like, it's like they walked into a dream. And uh, there's parts of it that are crumbling and falling apart. And, you know, the, there's throughout the, throughout the whole thing, there's like kind of questions between what's real, what's like a hologram and what's a, maybe a ghost. Yeah. You what's know? supernatural possibly, yeah. but you don't really know. There's, there's a lot of like, one of the things I really love about this short too is, uh, well, the music is incredible also. It's, yeah. uh, there's a lot of opera because yeah. the, the Yoko Kano doing the music. Yeah. Right. Because the, the main person, the person who used to live in this space, uh, was an opera singer. So that that's an extremely consistent thematic thing. But one thing I really love about the animation once again is, they do all this stuff with holograms and they have this kind of fuzziness at the edge that looks very uh, real for a hologram, if that makes sense. Yeah. There's especially yeah. scenes in the end where they're in this, like the decaying depths of this uh, station and there's just pieces jutting out of the hologram randomly because it's not designed to have all this junk in it. Like yeah, the character is yeah. sort of like knee deep in this weird slime basically uh but the hologram is over it so he's just knee deep in this walkway kind of you know moving through it yeah right and and there's something really cool about that like it's just a it just has great visuals overall i mean again that's kind of to be expected but it's still worth praise and it's really one of the strong things about this short like i i think the story is like pretty good i mean it's but it is like kind of a, a haunted house in space sort of thing i mean yeah it's it's well done certainly but i think the visuals are really what carry it into the realm of being like a must watch for me yeah oh yeah um i really love also just one more comment on the visuals like the the way it will contrast and like because of the hologram technology they use like you will see scenes where oh it's completely beautiful and lavish and amazing you know this beautiful piano and then or like it's a decrepit garbage in real life and then they hit they just press a key on the piano and everything transforms into like the mm-hmm. perfect hologram version of it where the piano's fully intact and like there, there's like beautiful fields and everything around i just thought it was like so cool like this contrast immediately between like just ruined shit <laughs> and like right. complete beauty and intention and everything like um it, it just and it makes it kind of haunting in that way too right and there's also a really great emotional through line like i i don't want to yeah. talk too much about the story honestly because i do feel like this is something to seek out like if yeah. you were to watch one of these shorts i would say this is definitely the one to watch for my money yeah. um but there there is like a really nice emotional through line that i think works very well i think in like one scene it almost nails the entire subplot of lily cat in one scene and just does it way better in <laughs> yeah. a way that's honestly kind of humiliating to watch like <laughs> by proxy point. um yeah but it, it's excellently handled and i think the the one last thing i want to say about it well i do have some minor complaints to be honest with most of these i'm going to say i think it might have been a little too long I think this is maybe the one that overstays its welcome the least, but yeah. it's still it's about forty five minutes long, so it's it's fairly long for a short. 
Yeah, um, all told, we were we were both pretty surprised loading this up. This is actually free on uh, if you have Amazon Prime. So yeah, you know, so you know, not free asterisk. really. But <laughs> yeah, um, but we, we when we loaded it up and it's like, oh, this is two hours long. Yeah, <laughs> like, for I thought three this was be three shorts. Yeah, and you know, yeah, and some of them overall, I think I don't I didn't think Magnetic Rose overstayed its welcome. Yeah, should we just move on to the next one then? Like, yeah, I, I think this that. is just very good. It does get a little actiony at one point, which I felt was kind of out of place, but also it's so brief that it doesn't really matter. Yeah, um, right. there's just there's like a point where robots fly around shooting lasers at the protagonist. It's like, <laughs> it's wait, like, what oh, is happening what? all of a sudden? <laughs> and then he's blasting him with a machine gun. But, uh, you know, then it's over and it goes back into this emotional through line. That's really good. So the second short is called Stink Bomb. Uh, it's directed by Tensei Okamura and animated by Madhouse. And it was written by uh, Katsuhiro Otomo. And it's kind of interesting because it's based on a real case. Um, but basically the idea is that a young man named uh, Nobuo is working in some kind of lab and he has the flu and he takes some experimental drug. And then he wakes up after a nap to find out that everybody in the lab is dead. And yeah. he contacts his superior and they're like, uh, this is bad. Get the documentation to Tokyo not realizing that he now has a deadly body odor that just kills every single thing yeah. in like a several mile radius around him. Yeah, so yeah. The, the point is that the military and the government are trying to figure out a way to stop this guy from uh, inevitably getting to Tokyo and just wiping out a major population center. Yeah, th this oblivious idiot who <laughs> just can't figure it out. <laughs> so what did you think about this one, Peter? Uh, I, I liked it. Um, this is the this is the one thing of memories that I've actually seen separate. I think I, I just like found a clip of it on YouTube a while ago. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. And this is like funny. It's, you know, very like dark comedy kind of thing where, yeah, this oblivious idiot doesn't realize that he's spreading the virus. And then like everyone else is panicking and freaking out and trying to stop him. Eventually they get like the entire force of like the J Japanese military, just like <laughs> just a thousand helicopters launching missiles at him at once. And of course it's almost like fucking baby's day out. Like he's just like obliviously like, Oh, accidentally like weaving around them perfectly and <laughs> missing every missile. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, and it's also explained later somehow the odor is stopping the missiles and all of everyone's technology from working. Oh, right. Scrambling like the targeting yeah, chips and shit. Somehow. <laughs> Circuitry. Uh, I'll, I'll be honest. I did not like this short very much at all. Really? Um, yeah, I don't know. I think this one, maybe, maybe I'm just a humorless scold, but like it was about four or five minutes in where I was like, how does this guy not fucking realize that he's the cause of this problem? And how is no one telling him? And right. that goes on until the very end where he kills basically everybody because somehow, despite being recovered, no one has told him, hey, dipshit, you're the cause of this problem. That's why everyone around you is panicking and screaming, trying to kill you or just dying. Like, well, I mean, in I fairness, no one can get close enough to talk to him because they die. And, you know, <laughs> at the um, and the end, I, I thought in the end um he's captured but uh basically like they don't know what happened to the guys in the spacesuits but he just happened to get in a spacesuit and walk out 
as like the only person walking out and they didn't identify the person in the spacesuit. They're just like, Oh, you did it. The, 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 the clouds are decreasing and the density is decreasing. This is great. And then they like go in to give him a, a reward. And then it's revealed. Oh no, it's Nobuo. He got into one of those spacesuits. Like, I mean, I suppose, but I don't like, think they forced him into one. I mean, I guess that makes sense. I feel like if he had enough presence of mind to get into the spacesuit to make it to this place in the first place, <laughs> then he would realize that he shouldn't open it up and kill everybody. But yeah. I don't know. Like, and it's, it's, and it's I, hard I, to I, explain why I didn't like it. I just, it didn't click for me at all, honestly. And it's, again, I felt like it was a little longer than it needed to be. Oh, this this one definitely is the 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 most, like, overlong of the three, um, I, I would I would say the uh because you know it's 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 kind of a one-note joke and like the animation's really cool i love seeing everyone freak out and like try and like scramble to stop this and just completely fail but uh yeah it it it, they could have cut like five or ten minutes of that right it's um i don't know it's just like again i feel like it's very stupid to be like well why didn't this logically happen in this goofy short where this guy is so oblivious that he kills everybody but like how did they not try to tell him what was going on at any point like couldn't they have done it through a loudspeaker or something couldn't they, they try something on tv <laughs> like the grandma they, they got his grandma to try and tell him and then he couldn't quite hear and then a sniper tried to kill him at that time so everything just got fucked up <laughs> i guess but like why not try again i don't know i yeah again I i'm it, applying logic to a thing that's illogical and goofy yeah but, but it it didn't work for me personally um it is kind of interesting that it's based off a real case that would be the case of uh gloria ramirez in 1994 which i would suggest you look up if you're at all interested in that it's it's very chemistry focused and they still don't know exactly what happens but Mm -hmm. the gist of it is that she went into a hospital um and they gave her a shock with a defibrillator and then took blood and basically the hospital staff that was treating her all like got violently physically ill and passed out and had to be put into medical care themselves. And the only way they could recover the body was literally with people in spacesuits. Like there was some kind of toxic chemical caused by something. And again, they, they only really have theories about what caused it. Um, So it's, you know, it's one of those cases where it's like, this is interesting, kind of depressing, but yeah, interesting. Uh, so mo- moving on to the third short, which is called Cannon Fodder. This was written and directed by Katsuhiro Otomo and animated by Studio 4C. And there isn't really much of a story to this one. It's just sort of a day in the life in this really weird world where uh, this family is living in a society where there are just gigantic cannons on every building and the entirety of the this society is working to you know arm the cannons and shoot them at some far-off enemy that they can't even see it's kind of like militarism put to the most absurd extent like just like uh, everything about their society revolves around firing cannons the kids go to school and all they learn is like anything related to aiming and firing a cannon so like oh physics (laughs) and chemistry for like how to like make a bomb and how the bomb reacts and how the shells react right right 
the dad works at like this massive cannon station, one of <laughs> at least seventeen. Right, just, and he's like, just a loader who's loading the cannon yeah. all day, and it's like this huge bureaucratic inefficiency too, because they have all these guys yeah. and they have to clear the entire floor, and then they bring in a guy who actually basically just is there to pull the trigger. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of brilliant, honestly. There are a lot of real little yeah. details of this one that I really love. I. This is definitely my second favorite, which, to be fair, considering I just said I didn't like the last one very much, is unsurprising. But it's it's got a really unique animation style. It's like yeah, almost yeah. a almost a cutout style. Um, they they use uh, it seems like they use a little bit of CG, but like not obnoxiously, just like in a way to like zoom in on scenes and stuff. Um, I may be misunderstanding uh, what I was looking at, but I think that's what they were doing. Um, may, I mean, the the thing that's really notable about it, honestly, is that it's animated to appear to be one continuous shot through the whole thing. Like, it is moving oh, through true. windows even... and panning around and zooming. Yeah. And it's really impressive technically alone. Yeah. Like, that uh, also just on a direction level is really amazing. Um. It's kind of like you're just, I don't know, moving through one of those really busy, like, pictures. Like, almost like a Where's Waldo thing, but a lot yeah. darker. And you're just kind of seeing all these little details and the camera's yeah, painting around and showing you this world. A lot of intricacies. And, and the world looks like it's kind of like a European kind of town with, uh, European kind of styled town with, like, a lot of steampunk stuff going on. Um, but, like, very intricate, like um just like right. <laughs> tons to, of to... crazy weird mechanisms all over their house and shit it's just like wow what does this even do right i would say it's a really good example of diesel punk as one of the like mm. other steampunk e genres yeah right um in that yeah it's it's very much like an early world war ii aesthetic almost um but and, then applied to an entire world yeah and the the characters also the character design in this one is like the characters look very kind of like ugly in their style like it, they're stylized to look very just like ugh, like creepy looking kind of gremlin looking people they're just really it, worn out looking really yeah like well it, it reminds it me looks of miserable uh, <laughs> it reminds me of the um impoverished family at the beginning and end of robot carnival another katsuhiro tomo uh, uh anthology which I, I think he did the opening and ending. So he, yeah, they look just I like that, so. like super worn out and like crazy kind of little. Uh, I would gremlin-y. say even more so than that. Like it in yeah. general, it doesn't even really look like anime to me. It almost looks no, French. Not at all. It almost looks like French animation in a way that's yeah. quite interesting. Really. It's just very unique visually compared to the other two. And Again, like th- there's not really much to say about the story because there isn't really one. But as a visual showcase, this is just a masterpiece. It's brilliant. Yeah. Honestly, I loved it. Yeah, I-, I really loved it, too. And it's 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 like I would describe it more as like it's like slice of life as kind of a um, a an important metaphor about about militarism and war. You right, know? right. And there's one note that I really appreciated, which is like. As the father is leaving his day at the factory, which is actually loading a huge cannon firing at some far off enemy that may or may not even exist. Um, There's a guy passing out flyers about like, we demand non-toxic chemicals in the shells that we're firing at our enemies. (laughs) And I was like, that's 
brilliant actually yeah like, wow it's like another layer to the society <laughs> it's just like, right like this is the thing we care about is this specific thing that like yeah makes sense <laughs> within our conception of what the world is as being a bad thing but there's really much bigger problems clearly but like yeah, this is even the thing like, that we're worried about even like the tv news is just like reports on what what hit and what missed and like <laughs> right and also just like a tv program just like the cannon family and they're just like st- stupid families <laughs> right just yeah like they the have stupid, a sitcom like, about sitcom. <laughs> their stupid society yeah it's brilliant uh yeah. it, it also has a, a short that is uh you know within the short kind of of an even more distinctive style that's sort of a child's crayon oh, drawing right. animation with little paper cut out things. And yeah, I'm a total sucker for that stuff. Like I loved it when Samurai Jack did it uh, on that one episode. And in general, that stuff always tickles me. So I, I really enjoyed this short. Yeah, this one incorporated a lot of mixed media. And they did like, they also did like when the cannon, fi- I think when one of the cannons fired, they did like uh uh, it looks like cotton balls or something like spreading out from it, uh, like you know, real life cotton balls. They like shred it up and used for that. It Maybe. was really neat. Yeah, that that would make sense, honestly. And it's just like a minor thing too. It's like a little thing in the background. Right. So uh, overall, this is a really solid anthology. I mean, again, yeah. I was not a big fan of the second short, but it's also you know they're all brilliantly animated the stories are kind of hit and miss but i think definitely uh magnetic rose is like if you can find that just on youtube or something or just watch that on amazon that is to me definitely the standout i think cannon fodder is quite good although it's really more of a technical masterpiece than it is any kind of like story masterpiece Mm um and i mean frankly Despite my misgivings, uh, Stink Bomb is also really, really beautifully animated. So it's two hours long, so it's kind of a bit. But, you know, you can also break it up very easily. I mean, it's three yeah. separate stories that have nothing to do with each other. I, I, I really liked all of it. Um, I really like I do think Stink Bomb lags the most out of any of them. But, uh, yeah, I loved it. I recommend watching the whole thing. Uh I will say that there's one funny bit where it's the end credits for some reason just have like Eurodance techno over it. Oh yeah, it just seems, that's the one thing that music. seems like completely ill-fitting with any of the entire thing. Right. <laughs> it's uh, it's also quite fortunate. Um, I, I got to be honest. I really wish Amazon had more accessibility options with anime in particular. Like. Hmm. Typically, they have either a dub version or a sub version, and there's no choice, um, which is right. very annoying, especially with stuff like Bad Harmony Gold dubs. Like, there's no way to yeah. watch Lily Cat without a shitty dub, at least to my knowledge. Uh, this is not dubbed, which is nice because it means that it wasn't dubbed by Harmony Gold or someone who would have done a <laughs> terrible job and made the whole thing unwatchable. Yeah, I don't know um, if I trust a 1995 so, you know, dub for this. <laughs> No, not I don't really either, to be honest. And I'm the guy who's more tolerant of dubs. Like I, I think a dub of this from the time would have been god awful, probably. Uh, I, I wish Amazon in general was like Netflix, where it's like, all right, you can have the dub or the sub. They're both on the same video, so you don't have to yeah. go hunting for one or the other. Yeah, uh, right. but you know, it is what it is, and you don't have to watch this dubbed on Amazon. It's actually subtitled, so if you're one of those people, that's even more reason to watch it. And if you're not, uh, 
I don't know, watch it anyway. It's good. Yeah. If you like animation at all, fucking check it out. If you like yeah, sci-fi yeah, at all, I, I would agree. probably check it out. Yeah, like, definitely, definitely uh, Magnetic Rose. I oh, always yeah. think Kissed by a Rose, and I'm like, that's Seal. <laughs> that has nothing to do with this. Similarly really good, though. And I, th- <laughs> I really think you can make a sick Kissed by a Rose music video, AMV, using Magnetic Rose. Oh, oh my I mean, god. Yeah, sure. You could make a great <laughs> AMV for anything using footage from Magnetic Rose. It's beautiful. <laughs> so, next week, we're going to be watching Outlaw Star. I also got to say, it was kind of an interesting transition out of Halloween to watch this, given that the first story is very much a ghost story in space. That's true. Uh, yeah. And also as a transition into Outlaw Star, which is a similar sci-fi thing. Uh, but we're we're going to be covering the first half of Outlaw Star next week. But until then, I'm Michael Doak. And I'm Peter Eby. And uh, be sure to revisit us next week for Outlaw Star Part 1.